Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbihi vel mursalin. Muhammedun Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahibi sallam. Teslimen kasiren kasiren. Ama bazı. Brother sisters, I'm in Florida. Not on holiday, but because my uncle, my chacha, my father's younger brother, who's the eldest in my family, Mirza Asadullah Beg is very seriously ill and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy and for his forgiveness for him and for us and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make his path easy whatever Allah has chosen for him and I request you to make the same dua for him uh, we need all the du'as that we can get, insha'Allah. The um, thought I want to share with you is um, I, I meet people wherever I go and I've been meeting people here also. Here also and the thought, topmost thought in my mind is that what is it that differentiate, differentiates a uh, Muslim from everybody else? And that is uh, in my view, it is our yaqeen in the akhirah, our belief in the hereafter, our belief in a day of reckoning, our belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu, Allah said, he is not, Allah is not unaware of what you do. And we believe this, we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of what we do in every sense of the term of awareness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of, Allah is aware in the, in the uh, from the perspective of seeing, uh, direct, real, the perspective of hearing and listening, from the perspective of knowing, uh, including our intentions when we do something. And this is the most important thing to understand as far as awareness is concerned. It's not just a matter of uh, hiding from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, if somebody thinks that they can do that but it's a question of understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees everything, knows everything, hears everything, is witness to everything and therefore a Muslim is somebody who lives his or her life with this awareness top of the mind. Now that is the most important and critical thing that we have to keep in mind. And um, as I, you know, um, sort of, um, as I am with, as I, you know, see my uncle in this uh, stage of his life, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for ease for him and for ease for all of us when uh, we reach this stage in our lives, which we will. I mean, this is one of the, um, this amazing thing is that, you know, how, uh, the most, the or rather the only certain thing that we have in our lives. Uh, we live as if, and when I say we, I mean, you know, most people uh, live as if there is some doubt about it. And the most certain thing, without any doubt whatsoever, uh, is not our health, not our wealth, not our knowledge, not our um, influence, uh, not our ability to do this or that, but the fact that one day we will die. 
That is the only certain thing. Absolute certainty is only about this, that one day we will die. And what Islam gives us is, so the point I'm making here is that the only thing we we know with absolute, complete certainty, without any doubt whatsoever, is that we will die. There is nothing at all which has that level of certainty. And we treat that one thing which we know for certain as if it is doubtful. Whereas if you look at our lives, generally how we live our lives, we live our lives on the opposite principle, which is the logical, sensible principle. And that is that we must spend more time and energy in planning for things which are certainties rather than planning for things which are not certainties. And this is how we live our lives. We think some things are certain. So, for example, you say, well, you know, what is certain is that as my child grows up, this child is going to go to school. So, what do I do? As in, some, in some countries, literally, when the day the child is born, you register the child in school because, you know, it takes that much of time. It takes five years for the child for the school to tell you, okay, right, now we have a vacancy for your child. By, the time, by that time, your child is five years old and he's ready to go to school. So, the day the child is born, you register the child in school because you are certain that my child needs an education and therefore my child needs to be registered in the school. So, I'm going to start. Right? Uh, so, also for everything else. So for example, in terms of careers, um, we say, well, you know, what kind of a career do I want my child to have? And we plan for that. We plan for retirement, right? Big time financial planning for retirement. That after I retire, this is the kind of place I want to live in, kind of house, kind of uh, what sort of um, income will I need? How much, money, how much money do I need for my medical expenses, which are likely to be higher at that point in time? And so on. So, I mean, this is something which we do all the time. And for people who don't do that, we consider those people to be, um, you know, to be silly, stupid, whatever you want to call it. And we say, how can you not plan for your retirement? And if that person tells you that, you know, I'm not certain that I will live that long. Um, I'm not certain that I will retire. What tells you that I will retire? What tells you that I'm going to live that long? And you would consider that conversation to be even more stupid. Most people, right? They say, what kind of uh, thing is this? Uh, you must prepare. You must prepare and you must be uh, you know, for your retirement. Now, sure, of course you should. I mean, I'm not against uh, anyone planning for retirement and so on. All I'm saying is that how much preparation do we need to make and should we make something which is absolutely certain, which is death. Retirement is not certain. Death is certain. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that is certain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ أَجَلٍ For every ummah, for every people, there is death. There is an ending. وَإِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهُ And when the time comes, for the time to go, لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ سَاعَةً وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ Then it will neither be delayed, nor will it be brought forward. So, here is this absolute certainty 
that I am going to die. So, what must I do? How must I prepare for it? And that's the question that I'm asking myself. Now, when you are, you know, uh, at the side of, at the bedside of somebody who is terminally ill, uh, or when you attend the janaza, uh, you know, um, and, and we do this all the time. We attend janais and we know the, we attend the janaza for the sawab. Oh, so, you know, there's so much of, of uh, value and, and sawab and uh, for attending a janaza, for accompanying, for washing the body, for accompanying the body to uh, the cemetery and so on. So we must attend janaza. Sure, of course, we should do that. And these ben- these benefits and these rewards are are haq. Alhamdulillah, Rasulullah told us about this. But what is the real takeaway? What is the value of attending a janaza for an individual, for you and me? The real value of attending the janaza is not the sabab. The real value is that it should remind me of the fact that one day I will not be attending the janaza standing and praying, but I will be the janaza. I will be the janaza. Then what do I do? We are in America here, we are uh, close to the festival of Halloween. I don't remember the date and who cares. But it really amazes me that there are all these images of death uh, in whichever stylized form that people want to think about it. You know, skulls and all, all, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's some, some of it, absolutely not some of it, all of it is repulsive uh, in the extreme. Um, but it still does not remind them of the reality of death. We'll talk more about this later, but for now, let me leave you with this and leave myself with this to say, how real is death? Is death real to me? Or is death something that I, you know, I I don't know, I don't even know if I think about it, but it's something that is there, well, okay. Um, Which one? That's the most important thing to remember.